Hello and welcome to the second episode of The Depress Box. I'm Dana Ehrman here with... Greg Bach. And we're ready to talk some baseball. This past week it was the opening week of MLB, so we have no shortage of topics to discuss. Absolutely. We got uh, heartbreak to talk about. We have amends to make. And, and we... I'm not talking about Tyler Mets. No, 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 no. I, I can't, we, Who can make him? I wouldn't try. And we also have some sunshine to talk about, too. Some fun little things that happened around the league. But uh, we'll get to those things in a little bit. Yeah, I think first things first, we shouldn't uh, beat around the bush. I think you and I both, but you perhaps more so, have uh, something to say to Brewers third baseman Travis Shaw. Yeah. And and why is that? It's because last episode we kind of ripped him to shreds. But I feel like we came back around and made, we already had made amends by the end of that episode because I just felt like I was being a little too harsh. For Yeah, for one person. I mean, basically what we were saying is at the time we were just a little baffled at bringing him back onto the team. And starting him. And starting him. Yeah. Um, and so what happened? Dude came clutch in the opening day game. I mean, just <laughs> like with that sweet, sweet swing yeah. that I miss from his first year. I mean, he even got, I mean, he, 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 he won my heart by doing nothing. He got walked, <laughs> got an RBI walk. Right. Like that alone. But then it was was the clutch hit it was the double into the gap mm-hmm. and that was the game tire that was the game tire and then good old uh good old uh arcia came up to the plate he is very clutch like you could say what you want about orlando oh no i will say nothing but amazing things okay. about that man because he's like the happiest person in baseball he I remember, I don't know if it was, it was like 2 years ago we actually sent him down in a slump Okay. And our yeah. dugout was uh, just pure sadness. He is always, always happy. He's always smiling. He's always there. He's in the moment. And he hit that ball. Brought in who else? Who hit that? Who hit that? Uh, that home? That who hit home to score the? Well, I believe it's a man I've come to be addicted to. Addicted to like a drug, Mister. Uh, Lorenzo Kane, low Kane to the layman. <laughs> Can you hear that? Can you hear that, folks? Can you hear that? That's uh, that's us being addicted to low Kane. Just right into the membrane. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I but so and oh, low Kane had that amazing Superman slide. Like yeah. whoever got that photo of him where he's completely horizontal to the ground and like a foot off of it. Yep, it's, uh, should win whatever photographers. Can it, win. It's called the Photographer Award. No, uh, it is not. They give it out uh, four times a year. Four times a year, quarterly. Quarterly. Hmm? It's a quarterly. It's a <laughs> quarterly award. Well, how nice is that? You I got know. four chances. Has anyone ever swept all four in a year? Or is uh, that... And Gettys. And Gettys. Wow. <laughs> and Amazing. For, it was actually of a baby sliding into first base. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, babies just don't know their fundamentals. You don't slide into first, well, and you... they should know that. Okay, all right. Well, are we going to be here next week issuing an apology to babies? <laughs> I don't doubt that we will. We should absolutely trash whoever we need to give a kick in the pants to. 
Um, oh, I'm down for that. I'm completely down for that. But- Keston Hira, you're trash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to have an amazing week. Yeah, he uh, well, they're they're taking on the Cubs tonight, first uh, of nineteen games this season. It's going to be very very fun. Absolutely, it's going to be fun, but it's also going to be like you know, like uh, the and Cubs. We we've got a lot of. I think I don't have the stats on this because we're not his dad's podcast. <laughs> but like all of our upcoming games are like Cubs, Cubs, Cardinals, Cubs. It's oh like, yeah, this month we play the Cubs three times. We yeah. have three. We have three uh, st- series with them. That's, you know, to use a, a word from the pandemic, unprecedented. Things have gotten weird. Super weird. Uh, unprecedented, yes. Uh, what was the other What was the other way of putting it? Uh, in these uh, unseemly times, maybe? No, that, that, that sounds nefarious. In, in these blank times. Yeah, in these blank times. In these yeah. Un- yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it was always people, like, hammering something or opening a business or yeah exactly (laughs) something both inspiring and heartbreaking at the same time it's like in these blank times god just take my money already (laughs) and don't make me read further (laughs) but but we go back to what we were talking about we will issue an official apology and that swing is back oh yeah baby and uh i think he's going for re-election of uh, mayor and you know what it's it's I'm ready to put some dollars behind that campaign. Oh boy, oh boy. Uh, two dollars because I realize I said that plural. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a two dollar bill, folks. It's a two dollar bill, mm-hmm. crisp mm-hmm. and flat. You just can't get away with that. It's, just, it's 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 great. It's like grandma money. It's been kept in a Bible for years. But you, uh, you brought up the pandemic. Um, mm. Talk about that. You know, it's yeah. I f- <sighs> <laughs> Honestly, like this is the thing I'm my, I'm most whatever about. It's the fact that we have people's just so celebratory. Like like baseball is happening, and I'm sure by the time. You know, basketball is is got people in the stands, mm-hmm. correct? Correct. Yeah, and I'm sure once football happens, they're going to be pushing hard to have full, absolute capacity. Absolutely, because by that time we'll be in fall, and yeah, it's the NFL. They they do what they, <laughs> they want. They barely listen to begin with, so mm-hmm. why would they start listening now? I mean, if in Texas alone, everyone's invited to a game. Yeah, but I, I think for me, there's a, still a sense of all right. It's really. We're doing good. There's a vaccine, and but can we still be careful? Can we still stay inside? Can we still take precautions? Or now, are we the worry warts? Are we the the nervous Nellies who are who are ruining the good time, especially with summer around the corner? Man, yeah, that's so tough. But like so many things in life, isn't it somewhere in the middle? Like. The people who are just like, oh, it's open season, need to meet us more in the middle and like be a little more cautious. And the worry words need to, you know, be a little more optimistic. It's it's got to be somewhere in there, right? I, I I don't disagree with you, but I also feel like no matter what, even if we suggest still taking precautions and still being careful, we're looked at the fun time killers. Yeah, but even the most basic stuff. You know, as far as I'm concerned, what's new about that? Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I, I'm, 
hitting the year mark of the lockdown happening of the pandemic is shutting everything down. Yeah. I kind of miss it. <laughs> oh, that's a very real feeling. Um, because gosh, a year ago when it was hitting us and, you know, we were told we're going on lockdown. And at the time it was like, Oh, if we could just do this for two weeks, two, you know, see y'all in two weeks, maybe we're gonna be, three. And maybe we didn't, three. we didn't think we could do it. We didn't think we thought two weeks. Yeah. What's... But there was a comfort like after those initial two weeks, you know, when you got into April and May where it was like, you know what? I've I've adapted a little bit. I know where I'm supposed to be and that's at home. Yeah. And I know where others are supposed to be and, and a lot of people were and that was at home. Mm-hmm. And so there was a comfort in that there were like no decisions I had to make about where I was going to be and and how I was going to like create my schedule. Yeah. It was it was pretty set. And home in moderation is a really nice place to be. I don't disagree. I liked I still like waking up in the morning and I should I should say what I what I liked was waking up in the morning and just having no I didn't have to worry about anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it was like, what am I going to do today? I'm going to sit around and I'm going to watch TV. I'm going to watch movies, do some stuff around the house. But tomorrow I'm going to do the same thing. And it, it just felt really good. Yeah. And safe and comfortable and all of these things. And I know that for some people, they had a hard time doing it. I know especially for people living alone, they had a very hard time doing it. And I'm not discounting the feelings of anybody. And I'm not saying that you should all feel the way I feel. But what I do think is, it's like, uh, you know, like getting back in the world. And I've been out in the world for a while now, too. It's not like sure. I just left the house recently. No, you're not just rejoining us. But it's really about this celebration, quote unquote. It's not really a celebration. The, the, the remembrance of a year ago of it happening and thinking, those weren't sucky times. It was. There was they were sucky times, but they weren't like, I, oh, yeah, it. It's hard to not talk about it and sound just so pretentious or like a dick or, you know, all those things. But I know what you mean. I mean, it's been such a difficult time in certain ways. And that's, for me, why it was nice to be relieved kind of of so many other responsibilities and usual things that would be going on in my life. So it's like... It was a bad time for me in like a lot of ways, but that's why staying at home was so nice because it cut out a lot of the day-to-day shit that you have to deal with, you know, and the extracurriculars and everything that, and it just allowed me to kind of like focus on some of those harder things. Yeah. Um, But yeah, now, now I'm weirdly anxious about because change is hard change is hard even when you've been mired in something really shitty yeah even changing out of that into something better is hard yeah and i think it's for me and you said anxiety and anxious and those things are all i have always had like some level of anxiety like low mm-hmm. but since about last year it's gotten to be really bad like to the point where I'm now on, I'm now on medication mm-hmm. and it just doesn't feel 
I don't know. Like when I, I think it, it spikes me when people are like, "We're back! It's back! We're back! We're back!" Where it's, you know, I mean, I'm I'm so happy people are vaccinated. I'm so happy that people can attend baseball games. Yeah, because it literally killed my fandom last year. It just straight killed my fandom. And maybe that means I'm not a true baseball fan. No, it doesn't. Okay, but like this like overwhelming sense of wanting to get back to normal before I feel like we've deserved to feel normal. Sure. I, I mean, Hey, there, there's, you know, we got this variant stuff Yeah, that, you know, nobody, nobody knows for sure. We're ju- <laughs> just waiting for that wave to wash over us. <laughs> nobody knows. Well, and that's the thing too, is, is this assumption that we're just fine. You know, it, it it bothers me. It, it, I, I've equated it to the notion of a child eating their vegetables at dinner. Can't relate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I always ate my... You never ate your vegetables or you always ate your vegetables? Not once. Not once. Okay. Then you can relate. Oh, okay. Because you're I, sitting here. I spoke here. too soon. Because you're sitting here then. Because to me, America is a country that wouldn't eat its vegetables. It wouldn't take the precautions. It wouldn't do the things it was being asked to do. But then we get our dessert. Oh, man. I'm America. You're America. Sorry. God, that's the worst thing anyone said to me. And if people say something like, well, do you think people shouldn't get vaccinated? I'm like, I don't think people shouldn't get vaccinated. And I don't think people don't deserve to get vaccinated. But what I'm saying is that for all the hemming and hawing, kicking and screaming that happened over the past year, the fact that they now get to enjoy a world-class piece of medicine and get to go back into the world and get to act like nothing ever happened or that they never did anything wrong bothers me a lot. Oh, God. I mean, talk about watching someone like Ted Cruz, you know, get the vaccine, like something, you know, for a virus that you deny the existence of. Yeah. Um, super great. You, you totally deserve it. <laughs> but you know who totally does deserve it? Who? The brewers. The brewers. But you know what? Before we get to that, I just want to backtrack a little okay. bit. Because, okay. you know, as we were talking about the pandemic and kind of the the strange things that brought us comfort, like being yeah. home, we do, we did have like totally different experiences in terms of like, so you're married, so you weren't alone in the house. No, I wasn't. Um, and then, you know, if it's not okay to say, cut this out, but you know, your job had a, you know, had a little hiatus, you yeah, did we a did. day job. No, no, we did. And we so did. for me, I was going in the office every day and yeah. I lived alone. So it's like these weird variables yeah. that gave us different experiences. I mean, going to my, at first going to my job every day into the office, like they deemed me essential, yeah. which is kind of hilarious for a social media person. <laughs> Oh, you've made it. I've made it. I'm so necessary. Um, Tweet. (laughs) Hashtag tweet. Hashtag blessed. (laughs) But um, like at first I was upset because I was like, you know, why can't I do this at home? Like why are other people at other companies like working from home to stay safe and why? But let me tell you, after a while, I was like, thank God for the structure. Yeah. Like for me, as someone who ended up having COVID and being isolated by myself at home for 14 days, that truly almost drove me to insanity. Mm-hmm. And so having somewhere to go every day was super nice for me. Um, but, 
yeah, there are just so many variables. Yeah, I mean, I got I got COVID like three and a half weeks after coming out of lockdown to go back to my day job. Mm, so that's it right. was this feeling of going back to the world, trying to be normal, and then. <laughs> like, well, we're going to shut this down for two weeks again. Okay, we'll see you in two weeks. Oh, remember when we said see you in two weeks last time? Two weeks turned out to be like three months, and then it turned out to be six and seven months. And yeah, I mean, that, and it sucked because it was over the election time, so I couldn't oh, really enjoy the election either. So I totally agree. Yeah. I think, although I'll say the first time I was allowed to go like back outside. Yeah was the Saturday when the Same. results became official yep. and it was you know it's obviously early November and it was like in the 70s yeah and I took my first walk and it was a totally weird like re-entry to society because everyone was out walking and like cars were beeping their horns yeah. because people were celebrating yeah and I <laughs> They told me the same thing, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to stay inside and watch it, because I even felt like, all right, everybody, be safe. Everyone be safe. And, and I know people were wearing masks, but they weren't social distancing, and they weren't no. like, you know, they were, they were it was, you know. But, like, I just had to take a walk just for the 70 degree and get out of my apartment <laughs> uh, factors, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. We had COVID around the same time. We did. We got the exact same time, I think from the exact same place, but (laughs) that's neither here nor there. We won't say anything about that after this moment is now a forgotten time. Absolutely. I was going to be like, and it rhymes with, (laughs) (laughs) never mind. It rhymes with Hurch. (laughs) I'm kidding. We don't go to church. No, no. But, um, Yeah. That's kind of kind of where we're at um, in this pandemic, in these unprecedented times. Yeah. I think I would have just also felt better if we lived. I mean, and this is, sound, this, this is political. What I'm about to say is I wish we lived in a country that had done more for its citizens. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And not only did they not do anything for us, but they did what they're so good at doing which is like they pitted uh groups of people against each other whose fault it really wasn't no no and they made it seem like by not doing anything they were doing us a favor Mm -hmm. and that's the that's the best way politicians operate they're freedom we're not going to help you because if we help you then well you know what happens next uh i don't know what happens next maybe communism yeah exactly uh socialism uh, people might, you know, I could get, I feel like I'm going far down the rabbit hole of, <laughs> for too. a baseball podcast, but I mean, it's just true. I just felt like looking at the countries around us and what they were doing to help. I'm like, well, oh my God, we're supposed to be the most powerful and the most free and the most important and America first, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so just to bring my side of it full circle, I mean, so the other thing that made this pandemic really hard for me was you know just a few months before it started my dad passed away yeah and um, i have two brothers who live on opposite sides of the country literally new york and hawaii Mm -hmm. um and but my mom's here but you know i felt like a lot of people didn't understand where i was coming from because when this pandemic started 
I, immediately I stopped seeing my mom. Yeah. Um, and for the first time she was alone in her house figuring out like what this new life was. And all of a sudden we were telling her, Oh, I'm not going to come inside anymore. And mm-hmm. Oh, like you can't go anywhere. You can't even go to the grocery store, yeah. which is the one place you want to go. Yep. And so it was just really hard. We, we, I did it because right after you lose your dad, you don't want to lose your mom to this no. COVID thing. But then after it goes on for like months and months, you're like, what's, what's the bigger risk? Like COVID or like what isolation is doing to her. Yeah. Um, but luckily I, I say all that to say that was my happiest moment of being able to get the vaccine and then my mom getting it mm-hmm. was that we could finally reunite, reunite. We could finally hang out yeah. and stop worrying about like the isolation. I just say the same thing for my mom as well. My, my dad's been gone for a long time and mm-hmm. I, I, there were definitely some lax times, not like we were just like hugging and hanging out all the time and being within six feet, each, being within six feet of each other. It was, taking off the mask when I should have kept the mask on and, and those kinds of things. And, and, and I got scared. And once I got back into working at the other job, like once I, basically when I'm, I was at two locations on a regular basis, I just said, I was like, I'm done visiting the people I'm going to take, I got, I've got a, I've got a lockdown when I can. And the next day after I told people I got tested positive for it. And right. so, when you test positive, you get to kind of call the shots. You get to kind of say like, "Well, I'm not going to hang out with anybody. Why not? I got COVID. Oh, okay. Well, we'll 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 see. No, you won't see me. Right? You won't see me. Mm-hmm. But the same thing. My mom's vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. I got to see her. We got to hug, and she was so excited. And how wonderful is that? You know, we got cool moms. Oh, and it, it just—that's my proudest accomplishment in a really long time is just the fact that like we committed to that we committed to not seeing each other as hard as it was and it paid off yeah like our moms didn't get it you ate your vegetables metaphorically only (laughs) figuratively but never literally (laughs) but i mean you know it it paid off it wasn't for nothing yeah and we get to reap the rewards now and if you're listening to this show and you feel the same way we do as far as like missing lockdown a little or missing the life you had, that's totally normal and it's totally justified. And no one should tell you that you are wrong to think that way, period, because we all dealt with this differently. Even if you were in the same situation as other people, you probably dealt with it differently. And and like I said, it doesn't it doesn't matter if you're like, yo, at the same time, I had the shittiest time in lockdown. That's what I was saying, like. You can still miss it just because that became your normal. Like yeah. change is just hard no matter what horrible situation you were in. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I I agree with that. I completely agree with that. So But as you were saying, Greg, um it's a great day. It's great because day. as of today when we're recording, the Brewers announced that a great portion of the team became vaccinated. Yes, they did. They got their Johnson and Johnson shot. They get to enjoy the one shot, one and done, as I did. I was gonna say, how excited are you? Like you got the same shot as the Brewers. Yeah, what's up? What yeah, up? Yeah, yeah. I'm just a Pfizer bitch. Oh, 
Wow. Well, I guess we're going explicit on this episode. I already said shit, so I felt like I... Oh, we're going double explicit on this episode, kids. If that's triple at that point. Kids, uh, please make sure, just rewind the episode, listen to it again. Eat your vegetables, get your parents to listen to the episode, and then they'll they'll cover your ears when the swearing happens. Well... (laughs) We won't tell you when it happens, but it happens. So, but it uh, happened. But um, yeah, they got they they're part of an effort called Crush COVID MKE. That's a that's a hashtag. Yep, that's you can a, look it up. Look it up and um, hit the hashtag and see how many people are crushing COVID. And uh, David Stern said that uh, a, a bunch. I think his exact words were a bunch. Right, like you know, understandably, and we can talk about what I mean by that. Vague about yeah. the exact numbers of. Yeah. How many members of the team got it? Well, he um, said a, bunch, a, a tier one players, period, throughout the league are getting it. Okay. So that's I think that's good too. But yeah, yeah, and and I read that if a team reaches eighty five percent of its players vaccinated, mm-hmm. then they uh, are allowed to relax some of their protocols. Yeah. Um, I don't really know. You know what that means necessarily. Does it mean they can leave the hotel on a road trip? Does it mean in the clubhouse they don't have to wear masks or in the dugout? I don't know. Yeah, I think it probably has to do more with stuff that's happening in the field. Probably, I wouldn't doubt if it's like, you know, you don't have to wear masks if you're vaccinated. Right. Well, you know, uh, I haven't I haven't noticed yet because the the baseball season is just a few games in. But I know for basketball, it makes me laugh because the players are not wearing the masks on the court, but then like must put one on on the bench. And I'm not saying it makes me laugh because I don't think we need to be cautious. Yeah. But I think because I I do. But I'm just laughing because it's sort of nonsensical to me. Because the the it's flying all over the place, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I mean. The same could be said with baseball, too. I mean, Lorenzo wears yeah. a mask the entire time. That's pretty. That's pretty interesting. He's he's got like a neck gaiter, right? No, he wears a he wears a regular. Oh, it mask. is a mask. No, yeah. he wears a mask that's got the logo on it, and yeah. he takes it incredibly seriously. I mean, I respect the heck out of that. Oh yeah, I mean, the man is just pure gold to begin with. I mean, Absolutely. So, yeah, I think that once the tier one players are vaccinated, they're. Pretty, I, I, I honestly, I was surprised. I thought they were they'd be vaccinated already. I'm like, I got vaccinated before the Brewers. Are you kidding me? Uh, right, because that was kind of. You know, again, sorry to bring basketball into it, but that was kind of the joke when the NBA was going on, like, oh, great, they're going to get the the vaccine, you know, before frontline workers. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's kind of uh, g- good to know that it, things rolled out the way they were supposed to. And they also did it because in Milwaukee and Wisconsin, if you were over the age of 16, you are eligible to get the, the shot. Yep. That's our little public service announcement for the show. Absolutely. Brought to you by the Milwaukee uh, Department of Health. And hey, hell, right into right into our email if you are eligible because you're over 16 but don't know where to look, I'll find you a damn appointment. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'll take I will stop what I'm doing and I will find a vaccination station for you. Greg, do you know that there's someone, I think it was in New York, that they call Vaccine Daddy because <laughs> he created 
Oh, I think a Twitter account, and he honestly helped thousands and thousands of people locate appointments when they became eligible. Vaccine netting. Can I call him vaccine father? <laughs> We're both missing our fathers so <laughs> oh, much. Because <laughs> our dads would have done the same thing. Absolutely. Do you need to get a vaccine? I mean, my dad wouldn't have used Twitter, but. <laughs> oh, my God. You, your parents on Twitter as like a like a force. <laughs> I mean, you already have an Instagram account for your mom's post-it notes. Right. My mom leaves post-it notes around the house as reminders, and they almost never have the context they should. And so, without context, they're amazing. What is that Twitter handle? I'm sorry. What, what is what is that Instagram handle? That would be, thank you for asking, uh, at Carol's Post-it Nopes. <laughs> Shout out to Ring and Nimala for the assist on the name. But uh Birthday Girl, Ring and Nimala. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. She's an old now. Uh, oh. I know, I said it. Yeah. I said it. I'm only bitter because in the last week or two four people have called me old or an old. <laughs> and so I'm just on a rampage. I can tell. You you have a fire in your eyes right now. You're yeah. Thank God our listeners can't see it. You can reach out to us on Instagram at the Depress Box. That's uh, very simple, just exactly how it's spelled, like the show. Follow us, slide into our DMs, ask us about vaccinations, tell us about baseball, do what you want. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's your life. I'm here for it. We're here for it. We are here for it. We're just so ready. And, you know, someone already took that advice and yeah. wrote into us we got via, a little fan mail via email via email and that is uh depressboxpodcast at gmail.com you can email us there or go to instagram those are the two ways to get a hold of us but either way send us your thoughts but that's true we did get some listener mail this week from very first episode like i'm feeling pretty jazzed about that i thought at first it was an advertisement because it just it, it was titled for public consumption and i was like okay what is this and i was like oh like already getting the spam yep already getting the spam and then i was like oh hi and it said hello love the podcast and i was like okay what are you selling us <laughs> right like what say something that lets us know you actually listen and you're not a bot well the next words were a trenchant take on the intersections of america's pastime and our collective mental health well done bots don't spell that well bots don't know the word trenchant nope um and so that right there was like, ooh, this is genuine. This is this is this is genuine. Actually, this isn't the singer Pony. genuine. Thank you, the Neptunes, for that wonderful piece of music. Mm. But um, yeah, we got a piece of listener email. I want to read it, but I also feel like I need to stretch out before I read it because a lot of the words I mean, we can read it or we can just give the basic summary of it. Um, because I'm, the email is it's got it, some heft it's verbose it's verbose good use of the word verbose Thank you. so here we go I'll do I will I will give it a shot it says here I have a question for consideration on the air if you'd be so kind in each of your respective opinions where does one separate one's feeling about a player's personal politics from his contribution to the field to wit There can be rather large mental strain in cheering for the home team sometimes when a player is perhaps an avowed anti-masker or has sworn unquestioned allegiance to standing for the anthem simply despite kneeling, simply despite his kneeling teammates or cited 
anti-Semitism to cover up what ended up being a rather egregious case of roid usage. (laughs) (laughs) Now, thankfully for the 2021 members of our beloved crew, only Travis Shaw strikes me as a dyed-in-the-wool establishmentarian, and his production on the field started earning my disdain long before any quibbles with his politics. Though, to be fair, I cannot say with surety that he leans to the far right, but doesn't he just come off a little that way, though? Your thoughts, please. <laughs> and that comes from someone named Chet Hazy. No comment on that. <laughs> but wow. And that's it, an interesting question. And I think, do you want to do you want to take a shot at that one? Uh, yeah. Well, first of all, I just want to just clarify a few things in case anyone listening uh, was was caught up in the words um the the email referenced some things such as a an athlete kneeling during the anthem and whether or not uh their teammates are going to have their back and do the same or if they're going to stand to spite them yeah. and it also referenced um the the Ryan Braun situation, which we're Brewers fans, so we're mm-hmm. very familiar with it. Ryan Braun is someone who won MVP, had an amazing year, mm-hmm. and he tested positive for steroids. Some and, people still have not forgiven him. He, and that's a whole other conversation we can get into shortly. Yeah. But um, he tested positive, but then he found this obscure rule to discredit the messenger who had been responsible for transporting his urine sample that ended up testing positive. He was like, you know, he he stored it overnight in his own home, which wasn't supposed to happen. And Ryan Braun even implied that this messenger, um, you know, messed, messed things up because he was anti-Semitic and Braun is Jewish. Yeah. And then come to find out none of that was true because Braun did indeed use steroids. Yeah. So it's like, what what of these, um, do these controversy controversies and do these political views get in the way of you being able to be like, hey, that's my guy, he's on my team, I cheer for him. Yeah, I mean, I would... I still cheer for them, but I always recognize it's like any artist and I don't want to get into a separate the art from the artist. That's not what I want to do because that's a conversation for another time, another show and another five hours. Mm -hmm. But what I, for me, what I always seem to do is if I root for Ryan Braun, let's just say I root for Ryan Braun. I'm also very willing to say, but he is also someone who tested positive for drug usage. Mm hmm. And that should always be talked about. It's a part of his history. It's a part of this this organization's history. Sure. And the stories that come along with it are part as as so. Yeah. Do I think he is an evil person? No. Do I think he's even a bad person? I don't think so. I think he works in a high-pressure industry that allows their employees to, one – shirk responsibility with little consequence yeah yeah but i also think that they work in an industry where if you're not the best you're gone i mean you're gone that doesn't mean he should be allowed to do it 
Right. I, I totally get what you're saying where it's like, it's, it's impossible for me to say if I had, you know, my career, my high profile career and millions on the line, what would I do to protect that? You can only say you hope that you do the right thing and you don't do what he did. Yeah. Um, I mean, things later, he, he never tested positive again. He, it was said that he made an apology to the messenger who he accused of anti-Semitism. That's, I think that's a big thing to talk about, though, is like, how much did he ruin that guy's life? Because that guy didn't have the, the power and no. the fame and the no. money. So I just hope that he came out as unscathed as could be. Yeah, I mean, that's that's sort of like when we don't really talk about the victims, we talk about the person who did the crime. Yeah. We're like, well, the person who's the victim here or the person who is a part of the mess, they need to be recognized as someone who has been hurt. Right. And, I mean, that's that goes back to the, what I was saying is that with Ryan Braun, I always will think of him as, as someone who tested positive for steroid usage. Mm-hmm. And... I can still cheer him as long as I'm willing to recognize that in myself and recognize that out loud, then I have no problem cheering him because yeah. I also believe that, okay, do we want to go as far as to say, did he learn his lesson? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, he we have no way of knowing. Yeah. I mean, we could also talk about one Josh Hader. Oh, I mean, we yeah, we can get to that in a second. Um, I mean, players who don't want to kneel for the national anthem, I truly believe believe that in their heads they think they're doing it for america because i they I haven't undone the learning no that we've been ingrained with and most of them have been bred in baseball their entire life where that's all they think about so for them america is america and it's not even a, it's like yeah i stand for the anthem because i love america oh jesus a couple things one did you see there was a twitter thread today from stephen miller Yes, that's Stephen Miller from the Trump administration. Boo. I don't have a boo button on here, but just boo. And yeah, he said just the dumbest stuff about how, I mean, it was a waxing poetic about how, yes, baseball and America are intertwined and therefore MLB taking the all-star game out of Atlanta is just the most disgusting move and now he can't watch it anymore oh. or something like that bye you like nobody wanted you yeah well the governor of texas greg abbott he also pulled out of the first pitch for the rangers <laughs> and you know what you know why that is a loss why? for baseball fans is i'm sure he would have spiked it right into the dirt oh yeah and it would have been embarrassing and we all could have enjoyed that i know so thanks georgia we'll have to dine out on 50 cents pitch for a while longer (laughs) which is fine but i mean i think that for me like whether it's ryan braun's usage of steroids or travis shaw not wanting to kneel for the national anthem and is he right wing I, i don't know and frankly i don't care and if i found out it's something I would always think about. It would it would be something that would be always there in my head. But also, like, is he not kneeling in spite of his teammates? I don't know. Right, yeah. Like, is it literally spite? Or it's, I think what we're kind of getting at is, like, to answer the very basic question, at least for me, is it hard 
to cheer on somebody like that. Yeah. I would say for me, yeah, it's hard, but depending on the situation, you can do it. Like you said, these are nuanced. Like two things can be true at once. Like Ryan Braun is a brewer legend and I can root for him to, you know, hit a homer against the Cubs and I can also remember the entire situation. Mm -hmm. I think for me, like the Braun thing, it was just, I'm not mad, I'm disappointed. Because he was like that once in a generation home-bred Milwaukee player that you you just never saw that coming. Yeah. And it, it did taint like the picture that I had of him. Yeah. But I mean, life goes on. Yeah, it goes on and, and he's got to live with his decisions just like all these other players who get in trouble. Well, I, so I did say like, it depends on the situation, right? So like Braun is a situation. Yeah. Um, I mean, hater, same thing. I, I wish he remained this pristine figure yeah. that you could a hundred percent love and, and get behind. Um, but the thing that I can't really abide is, um, the players who uh, get arrested for domestic violence. No, no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, no, I just, I, yeah. I just wanted to bring that up. Is like, I feel like domestic violence, whether you're talking about like in sports or in, in uh, like you know actors and musicians, is like one of the most like not talked about things, and one of the things that is just like let's slide a lot of the time. Yeah. And it's like that is on a whole other level that like, yeah, you as a human being have problems. Well, I think the moment that we find that stuff out, they should be arrested mm -hmm. and they should be off the team. I mean, like that is a that is a whole different level of terribleness. Yeah. And yeah, like I, I can't I can't abide by somebody. I, I can't cheer for somebody who I know like very, very patently has abused somebody in their life mm -hmm. right and i just feel you know yeah i yeah that to me that is different i liked you know i i want to think that it's something that you know like the league is starting to get more and is making better strides to deal with because it's they certainly haven't been good about it in the past i mean if you want to go back into brewer's history recently francisco rodriguez yeah. k-rod he had um at least one uh dv incident if not two and i don't really i can't remember what came of that and then there he was on the brewers and so for me like that kind of situation it was like oh i can't get any joy out of you pitching and you also have a sense of what's going on with our staff for picking this person there are so many other people you can pick and you picked him why right. did you pick him why is he even allowed to be in baseball mm -hmm. and i get there is a system of law and i get that there are mechanisms which allow which which protects his innocence until proven guilty but you also can say yeah you know what it's not worth the headache yeah, absolutely. I mean, from a purely political standpoint, it's like yeah, it's not worth the headache hiring somebody who has abuse charges on them. 
right? Like, absolutely, I'm sure I can, you know, go back to the free agent market and find someone with comparable talent who does not have that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Completely agree with that. Um, but there, for Mr. Chet Hazy, I, I, I feel, I hope we have answered that as well, as best as we can, because we can't tell you what's in their hearts. Right. And, and every situation is different. But I mean, on the most basic level, can it make it hard? Yeah, it can make it hard. Yeah. Well, and also the thing is, if you go to their Twitter accounts, baseball players are like, they, they're hardcore, like, God, country. A lot of them. A, a lot, lot of them are very um, seemingly like evangelical Christian. Yeah. And, you know, that doesn't mean that they voted for one person versus another. That doesn't mean they believe in one thing versus the other. But I, just like any other major league sport, I see the players as being very cookie cutter to a certain extent. Yeah. To a certain extent, I mean, there's, yeah. there. I mean, not everybody thinks the same way, but like, if if you're if you're like spouting the word of God on every single one of your tweets, and you're also, you know, I don't know, I, if you're proposing a certain kind of personality, then I'm going to take what you're giving me and I'm going to run with it. Yeah. And 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 you know, it fine, whatever. If you support a candidate I don't like, then we're not friends. We're not going to have a beer. And as long as you're not terrible to your teammates for what they believe in you at least can somehow see what they are thinking yeah and can you know don't be someone like that aubrey huff oh Oh, god that guy is just a trash pile of a human like please i know what he says is so outlandish please don't follow him on twitter please don't retweet nope i i've i've had to untweet some of his stuff where i'm even trying to be like yeah i'm I'm, I'm gonna zing you he doesn't care no he doesn't care at all that's he just wants fuel on that fire but yeah he's just the biggest garbage person yeah but you know i i really get what you're saying there's the nba is a totally kind of different world absolutely in that respect and when i try to think about mlb and like what players are really outspoken like on the progressive side it's a lot harder yeah um but gosh now i'm remembering um when george floyd well not even it was after george floyd Gosh, um, it's really a sad day when you're, um, there are so many incidents. Um, yeah. But when Jacob Blake in Kenosha yeah. was shot, and that was a day where the Brewers and Reds were supposed to play, and they decided not to, Yeah. Um, which was really cool. But n- not every team made that call. And it was sad to see there were a couple of teams where, like, one one african-american player was like you know what i can't play today Mm -hmm. and their respective teams like didn't have their back on that they're like well we're gonna play like you don't have to yeah as almost a consolation Mm -hmm. that's fine if you want to sit out that's fine you you know hey we respect that yeah you'll you'll get you'll get all the derision and all the flack and all that but you know just yeah i i think that um I was really surprised when I saw BLM on the pitcher's mound mm, that at the was, beginning of last season. Yeah, that was yeah. very, very interesting to me when I saw that. But, you know, it's not there now. And 
I don't know the situation with who stood and who knelt for the national anthem for this year. And, you know, is it, is it a, is it in the past? I don't know. I have no idea. I can't, you know, I think it was, I think it was okay. And, and I guess I'll say it fashionable for big organizations to say BLM to say black lives matter because they could say it without being, people weren't saying like, it was a bandwagon. It was a it's a total bandwagon, and the people who are saying, "Oh, I'm never going to watch I'm never going to watch baseball again because they said Black Lives Matter." I mean, yeah, right. Whatever. You didn't anyway. Yeah. yeah, you either never watch baseball again. Fine, you didn't watch baseball again, or you're back this season. But yeah, but yeah, there absolutely. No, there were no there were no like devastating and irreparable consequences of doing what they did because all the hard work had already been done by the individuals who were marching and being beaten and being killed and and so so when baseball says BLM it's like it's it, to it's me better it's, than not saying it yeah I guess I mean it was I it was know. interesting to it was interesting to see it but at the end of the day I'm also like it's not there now right right important to note I my other thought on this is um. So when the Washington Nationals won the World Series, that was um, they had the opportunity to visit the White House, like yeah. all teams who win their championships do. And it was the Trump White House. Yeah. And some players decided not to go and some did. Um, and I'm not going to lie. You know, the Brewers played the Nationals in that playoff. Yeah. They they played a wild card game. The Brewers almost won, but they blew it. The mm. Nationals went on to win it all. And that had me feeling like I was glad the Brewers never won it when Trump was in the White House because yeah. I didn't want to see which of my favorite players yeah, would go. Definitely. And not only go, but also like um like bow down to him mm-hmm. and just like make utter fools of themselves like yelling his taglines and yeah and all of that i was like really could uh glad i'm glad i missed that yeah now we can we, now we can win the world series right it's okay exactly yeah exactly. oh my god i wouldn't yeah I, I i don't disagree with that and i and i would love to have seen a full-on movement of saying you know we're not gonna go could i could it have happened yeah i think so i think i you know for whatever it's worth i think the brewers are also a cool team they always seem to have right. a, a far more family vibe than a lot of other teams i notice but you know i mean every team's a family but i always feel like our team is real family like i know i always feel that way too and i i really i don't know how biased it is yeah and i'm sure i'm sure it is i'm sure there's a lot of guys on there who voted for trump and i'm sure there's a lot of guys who voted for biden i'm sure there's a lot of people who didn't like voting for either one of them, or but, maybe didn't at all. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, like that's that's the thing. As it go, the, the the crux of the email is, how do we feel about these individuals who have political leanings that sway different from ours? It's just I feel it's the same way I feel about my family members mm-hmm. as well. I love them; they're my family; they're a part of me. But at the end of the day, they believe what they believe, and I just hope that they don't use their power to make other people's lives miserable. Beautifully said. So. Beautifully said. So, Greg, how much time do we have? Let's keep going. Time to talk yeah. about some things around the league? Let's talk about some things around the league. Okay. Let's do you want to, I mean, the Brewers opening series, we already talked about the, the theatrics of literal opening day, game one, game against one. Um, against the Twins. 
but things did not go so well for games two and three. No, they did not. They went to a little place I called Crapperville. Oh, sounds not lovely. <laughs> nope, it's not. It's not. not this time of year, not any time of no, year. No, no, especially as it gets hotter. It oh. gets hotter. Crapperville just get it stinks. I mean, we we went from that amazing come from behind win to getting literally one hit the next game. Yeah, it was a beautiful home run, Mister Bradley. That was a wonderful home run. Was that well, that that was actually yesterday oh, in that the was, loss? Oh, yeah. Oh, so my we mistake. had the one hit game, and then uh, yeah. Uh, we lost in the series finale, but yeah, Jackie Bradley, happy to have you. Yeah, way to crack it out of the the park for us. Uh, eight to two in that last game. That eight just, to two. I it, mean, but good, so good things. Travis Shaw looks like he could be back on track. Yep. Fantastic pitching by Corbin Burns. Yeah, he came out. Of, I mean, well, he didn't come out of nowhere. I shouldn't say that, but his. He's on fire. Oh, and I mean, dark horse for Cy Young. A lot of people were even saying it before he pitched the other day. Uh, Euchre was on the radio saying, you know, one of the things that really makes it important for him now is he's a starter. I'm like, he kept going on about him being a starter. I'm like, yeah, yeah, Bob. Yeah, Bob. Well, hey, he's not wrong. No, he's that not helps wrong. a lot. No, and, and <laughs> I think I think that it really has put some fire into him. And mm-hmm. I, I, I think that people are recognizing the power that he's bringing to the mound he's and he's got yeah he's got his swag bag he's dragging the long hair oh yeah uh, yeah Yeah. hater might be a little mad about that yeah well he didn't trademark it maybe he should have maybe he should have shoot so yeah now the brewers uh playing against the cubs for the first of a million times this season (laughs) cubs are two and one we are one and two and guess who beat the cubs on opening day Who's that? The Pirates. Oh, Pirates now are projected to be very bad. Very I think bad. we talked about that. We did. And and I just was happy that they beat them on opening day. Absolutely. But Set the tone. Got, then they got whomped the next two games. Well, someone we mentioned last time was rookie third baseman Key Brian Hayes. Yeah. And I'm really sad for him because he already got injured. I saw, I saw that. It didn't look like much of an injury. He's on the 10-day. You know, I actually didn't see it. He slid back into first base. Uh, maybe he got some jammed? Yeah, maybe jammed his wrist a little bit. But he was pointing at his hand, and I saw the video, and it just... I'm not saying he's not hurt, but he was like, he's like, I'm fine. Okay. But they put him on they put him on the 10-day the, the list. Well, hey, I mean... It's- it's so weird how some things seem minor and like a guy can keep playing. Yeah. And then when they do their x-rays or MRI or whatever you find out, like that happened with Jimmy Nelson, you remember? Yeah. He he hurt his shoulder and he remained in the game. He pitched a couple more innings yeah. and then they're like, oh, you tore your labrum and you're, he's never been the same. You're going to need some Tommy John and... Uh, right. Yeah, we'll, we'll hear from you in a couple of years. I don't know. <laughs> Literally, well, yeah. and then then you know, like <laughs> I think his name is Dave Yeager, the 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 medic, the Brewers medic. Oh yes, he passed out helping an ump who got hit in the throat with a baseball. Right. I I mean I hope he's okay. He was in the hospital for observation. This yeah. is just a crazy crazy weekend. I'm just telling you right now because so I watched crazy. The, I saw the video. I'm like, I'm like oh the. The catcher got hit by the ball. That seems. Oh my God! The ump got hit in the hit in oh the throat, my. and then all of a sudden I'm watching the video, of, and and this this medical guy is helping him, and he just passes out. Right. It's like nobody else come out here, yeah. or you're next. Exactly. It's a cursed field. But I'm I'm sad for Key Brian because 
when you're on a team like the Pirates where there are there is no hope, like you know you're in for the longest worst season. Yeah. Everyone has their hopes on him. Mm-hmm. Like he is the shining light. I think and, he's going to be fine. Well, I do too, but yeah. I just I feel like I I can't possibly understand the pressure and then already he's injured. Like I just hope he just doesn't buckle under the weight of all that. Yeah. I saw I mean I saw his hand. I saw the way he was handling it. He looks fine, mm-hmm. but I think they're just not taking any chances. Probably for that reason, because yeah. he's so important to the team right now. They want to make sure he's looked at and taken care of. So hey, good for that. But hey, why don't we talk about a different rookie who yeah. had a really amazing first game? <laughs> yeah. Akil Badu. Akil Badu of the Detroit Tigers. Twenty two year old, which just makes me feel like garbage. <laughs> And he makes you feel like garbage because his first time at uh, at the at bat cracks a homer. Like not even first at bat, first pitch. First pitch that yes. he sees in the big leagues. Yes, exactly. First pitch, big league debut. He's in the dance, big show, all the things for baseball. Yeah. What does he do? Knocks right, it. Knocks it out of the park. Just absolutely out of the park. And they even said they were so shocked and excited that they didn't give him the silent treatment because apparently. <laughs> Tradition says that if you your first at bat in major league, if you get a home run, you get the silent treatment. And everyone was so shocked that they forgot to do it. They forgot to do it, and, and they was, actually congratulated him. And if you can go to the uh, MLB page for the uh, for the Detroit Tigers, check out his interview. He's just so happy. Oh, I, mean, I love that. And you know who else was happy? Who? Uh, his parents. Oh were, my gosh! Yeah. Gosh, were they like behind home plate, or they they were very close? Yeah. And just to see them go nuts, like a a culmination of you know their son's entire life, just right there coming to a head beautifully. Yeah. And all I want to do is wish him the best and more of it. I know. I want to. I'm. I'm going to follow him. Yeah. Me too. Like we'll. we'll, we'll we're on a, a keel watch. We're on a keel watch. I love that. So, um, going back to, well, this guy's got a little bit of both. He's got a little of a keel, and he's got a little bit of Key Brian going on. He's okay. not a rookie though. Shohei Otani. Oh my gosh, Shohei Otani! An amazing game. He did something no one's ever done, which was from the mound pitching. He threw. Um, nine. Wait, yeah, keep going. Help he, me out. He threw nine pitches over a hundred miles an hour. Thank you, thank you. Um, and at at bat at the plate, <laughs> he hit the hardest home run this year, like an exit velocity of four hundred and fifty-one. Oh my! Can that be right? That's, That's what it said. It was it was four hundred and fifty one feet. Oh, okay. And then exit velocity like over a hundred. Oh, again. gotcha. Sorry, I thought yeah, four hundred fifty one. Like, could anyone see it? <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it was four hundred fifty one feet out of the park. Yeah, which is a bomb. And it was like a hundred and something velocity. But uh, <sighs> and watch that too because the sound. First of all, the sound of him hitting the ball. Yeah. And then when you watch him just effortlessly swing that bat, it was like they threw a nothing at me, like, eh, pitcher. Right. Which is what Kershaw did. To Woodruff. Exactly. Mm. You don't throw nothing. You don't. You don't just groove it in there. Nope. But, so, I mean, historic night, 
And he's another guy who he's dealt with injuries in the past. Got injured that night. He's he's been pretty good, but it it kind of finally felt like this year he was going to live up to the potential that he had when he signed with the Angels. But then, yeah, right after those things, he got injured again. It was like a freak play at the plate where like no one was at fault. Like no one did anything wrong. It was just a thing that happened. The catcher was at fault. Wait. He was at fault. The catch, it was catcher's fault because the ball hit the ground and it went flying back even though the guy swung. Yeah. And then they like the and then, and then the catcher the way the catcher caught it, it hit the ground and kept rolling away. Yeah. So they could advance. I don't know why they could advance. It looked like it was a swing and a miss. It didn't look like he had hit the ball. Well, I mean, if that's kind of I feel like that's sort of harsh on the catcher. I mean, yeah, if he hadn't Did you allowed... see last week's episode where I was harsh on Travis Shaw? <laughs> okay, you I want... will apologize next week if I have to. Right, right. Because, yeah, if he hadn't allowed the pass ball, like, this may have never happened. But, so, there was a swing and a miss, which means if the ball gets away, even on that, the runners can advance. And so, the runner on third was coming home, and because the catcher was the one going after the ball. Otani came in from the mound yep. to cover. And the the place that the throw took him was just right in the yeah. line of the runner who just kind of... Um, just got him. Got him with the spikes. Yeah. And I mean, no no fault. I mean, like, no, I mean, there was no malice to it. It's just a sure. bad place to be. So, I and mean... And he looked fine, too. Yeah, uh, but just another tough break for somebody who's got a lot of expectations. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's early. If he's on the 10-day, hopefully it's just precautionary. Yeah, exactly. And that'll be fine. Uh, for me, the last the last thing I have on my list is I just love the blunders that came about of home runs opening week. <laughs> it was like, hey, guys, have we ever played the game before? Like, because... The first homer of anybody in this young season was by Wiley veteran Miguel Cabrera, who's he's a large man. Yeah. And so it just made it funnier that he hit a ball out of the park, but he did not realize it. And it's snowing in Detroit. It's a picturesque scene. <laughs> so he hustles it, yeah. which was cool to see because yeah. he's like this veteran. Maybe, you know, a lot of guys at that point don't think they have to hustle, but he hustles into second and uh, slides into second for a home run, and the umpire has to be like, uh, "That was out," <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, okay, cool, man, cool, cool." I even think uh, when so that game we were talking about with the Angels, uh, when Jared, the guy who won the game with a three-run homer, uh, he even looked like oh, he like he hit the ball and he had this look on his face like, "Oh God, it's out," and. Then, <laughs> And then he knocks it out of the park, and yeah, it was just I love I love seeing the looks on their face when it goes from that like, ah oh, man, oh Ooh, yeah, <laughs> something happened, and so this was preferable, right? Because it may have looked silly that he slid into second, but that didn't hurt anything. He was able to get up and finish his home run trot. That's not what happened in this other situation with the Dodgers. Oh boy, Justin Turner's on first. Cody Bellinger hits a home run. Yeah. But Turner thinks it's caught, and he didn't tag up. So he's like, oh, crap, I got to get back to first so they can't get me out. Meanwhile, Bellinger, knowing he hit the homer, yeah. passes Turner 
on the base pass, which automatically is an out yep. for the man who passes. So Bellinger hits a homer, does not get credit for it. Bum, bum, bum. I'm not putting that music in there. No, I think what you just did is all that is needed. Oh my gosh, that would I I wouldn't even know. To, I, <laughs> you know, right now Justin's like, "Hey, Cody, you want some popcorn?" <laughs> no. Okay, cool, man. I just well, and for for Bellinger, he you know he was MVP uh, in 2019. He's a guy who could vie for the the home run trophy this season, meaning like he could be a guy who hits the most. Yeah. And it would just be funny if he didn't because he was just like down one Yeah, that he would have had if uh, this That's, had gone better. <laughs> God, that reminds me of just, I can't, I'm try, I want to remember the exact, but this, the, the, the series where they didn't tag second base. It's like the thirties or like, uh, I can't remember the, the, the story, but basically it forces them to replay the game later on in this, in the year. And <laughs> basically it's all sorts of, 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 of like movie esque type of weirdness. And, uh, yeah, if he doesn't get that, <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> that would be, but I also wouldn't cry at all. I, have, uh, I mean, he's a Dodger. Yeah. He beat Yelly in 2019 for the MVP. I don't I don't give a shit. Yeah, exactly. I don't recognize him. Good job, I, Justin. Sorry to this man. Thanks, Justin. <laughs> uh, yeah, thanks, Justin, who did not sign with us in free agency. So I just don't think we would have been able to afford him. No, and honestly, with Shaw, we cool. <laughs> Ain't that right? <laughs> we cool. And so, Greg, that's kind of what I had on my list for this week in baseball. What about you? That's uh we covered mine too. Uh Keel and uh, Otoni and those were two great just wonderful like feel good like I just loved watching those highlights from yeah. those games. The and, good stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also the Pirates beat the Cubs. So So I think that means that here at the end of the episode we're ready for the the stat of the day. Stat of the day. Oh my good gravy! Did did by any chance anything cool happen on this day in history? In this day in history, in 1975, a young man named Robin Yount. Oh, I think he, I think he rings a bell. Yeah, he, you ever heard of him? He took the he took the uh, the stage. Mm. He came to the plate. Yeah, he was a brewer. Young for life, shortstop for life. Mm-hmm. Mister Three Thousand. Hey, that's I, Bernie Mac. I guess, I guess a, a 3,000. <laughs> One of the Mr. 3,000s. Yeah. Hall of Famer, Mr. Robin Yount, became a brewer in 19, 1975. I mean, and what was he like in like 19 he or had something been, like yeah, that, yeah, yeah. which makes me feel even worse than Akil Badu. <laughs> um, but I mean, that's incredible. It still happens yeah. that young, but not, not as much. And he would have an illustrious career with us as a brewer. He would go to the go to the World Series and come in second. <laughs> Two-time MVP, Two once time. from the shortstop position, once from center field. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. So, and, and just all-around good guy. Lemonade is delicious. It, it is. I haven't had that in a minute. And he also is the kind of guy who just looks relaxed all the time now. Once he oh. retired, he just was like, yeah. He grew know. the hair. He yeah. rides a Harley. Yeah. Like, live your life, man. <laughs> Do your thing, Rob. In, I could never call Yount. him Rob. 
No, he's not a Rob. He is not a Rob. But maybe maybe I'll pick up some Robinade for us to sip on oh, next episode. That'd be very, very fun. So yeah, yeah. That's, that's refreshing. Refreshing and delicious. Mm. Well, that's how I feel about uh talking with you this week. Oh, Dana. Thank you. I... You're gonna cut this, right? No. No, Greg. Dana. I flubbed it. No, it's fine. <laughs> What just happened? I don't know, but we want to thank everyone for listening to this episode of The Depressed Box, a podcast about baseball and... Feelings. Exactly. Uh, we are really happy that you are here listening to us, and if you like the show, tell some friends. Go ahead and leave us a review on your podcast distribution outlet center of ch- your choice, and uh, we'd love to hear from you. Send us a message on Instagram or via email with the email being uh, depressedboxpodcast at gmail.com. And Instagram is the depressed box. Either way, send us a message. Let us know. Chet Hazy, if you have any other questions, we'd love to field them. Yep. Oh, <laughs> boy. Now that one I can get behind. I don't know what that cat stuff was, but. <laughs> Boom. All right. Dana, do you have anything else you want to say before we go? I do not. That covers it. That covers it? That covers it, folks. <laughs>